the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, now we're talking. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Do you know that the New York Times actually printed, we we always make a joke out of it. Remember the old Rachel Maddow skit, which was not meant to be a skit with, with, uh, what was Letterman's first name? David Letterman, yeah. You have that is uh, that the reason they changed it from global warming to climate change, like they change illegal immigrants to undocumented uh, immigrant. The the left uses language to lie to you. So, since uh, the vast majority of humanity is not experiencing serious global warming, I'm not saying it's not happening. I'm saying it's it's not injurious. To anywhere near to the extent that the, these uh, crackpots of the environmentalist movement uh, would lead us to believe. So, why did they? Why did they change it to climate change? I want you to think about this for a moment. If the globe is warming to the point of existential threat, in other words, threat to the existence of—that's what existential means then why wouldn't they want to use the term global warming? I want to let you think about that for a moment. What was wrong with the term global warming? Why did these fanatics who want to change the world for the worse, why why would they change it to climate change? So that they could lie to you phenomenally well, like the Times did today and yesterday, that this extreme cold in Texas is part of the issue. That's right. Fossil fuels not only heat up the atmosphere, they freeze up the atmosphere. And every Times reader believes it, just like they believed that Officer Sicknick was killed by a fire extinguisher being bashed on his head. The belief in left-wing lies is the root of the problem in the United States, and it continues. That's why they shut down as much as possible other voices, especially those that call them out. Brett Stephens, a columnist for the New York Times, his own column disagreeing with the New York Times was not published. The publisher himself intervened to stop Brett Stephens' column from being published. Read about it. New York New York Post got a hold of it and published it. So this was the this is the story. <laughs> yep. I, do we have that headline? I, I I need to read it to uh, to, to people here because it, it's quite remarkable to read that the freezing in Texas is a function of 
carbon dioxide emission. And as I said, people, uh, people do believe it. All right, I welcome you to the program. Wait till we have to rely on on windmills, on wind power, and solar panels uh, in our in all of our states because of the fanatics. You're referring to the headline I wanted. I'm not from what headline did I want? Oh, oh, for the New York Times. Yes, here it is. Okay, here it is. Very good. Come on, boy. Come on. Here, here boy. A glimpse of America's future. Climate change means trouble for power grids. Systems are designed to handle spikes in demand, but the wild and unpredictable weather linked to global warming. There you go. Freezing weather is linked to to global warming. Why is that not different from men menstruate? It's not. Warming means freezing. Warming means freezing. Men give birth. Two and two is not four, as I read yesterday at Oregon Department of Education. There is no one right answer in math. The amazing thing is I bring this to your attention on a regular basis, almost daily, the gigantic lies, the Orwellian lies that we have to live with. And yet, because they control the media, it's only if you hear a program like this, this is uh, th- this is uh, where uh, you realize the power of the media uh, to control what is said uh, in the country and, of course, in the world. Let's see here, see here. Huge winter storms plunge large parts of the central and southern United States into an energy crisis this week with frigid blasts of Arctic weather crippling electric grids and leaving millions of Americans without power amid dangerously cold temperature. By the way, do you realize what a scandal it is? That the United States of America in 2021 doesn't have enough power? We don't have enough power here in California, and it's not exceptional. It's, it's always been hot in the summer here. Yep. Well, they have, uh, they rely to, to what extent does Texas rely on wind power and solar panels, both of which were frozen or covered by snow? I can't believe the millions of people in 2021 in Texas, an oil-rich state, that, but because of the, uh, the great belief that you get away from oil, you know, realize if the United States all got rid of use of oil, how little impact it would have on the world. Bjorn Lomborg has pointed this out statistically. You realize how little effect on the world this has had, this lo- the lie about the hurricanes caused by global warming? We've had some of the most muted hurricane seasons on record. And if you, if you assess damage by numbers of people dead and how much financial damage is done, it, it's, it's no worse than it was 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Anyway, you know, you know the proof that it's all to control and make money because people invest heavily in these, in these green companies. 
The proof is that they don't advocate nuclear power. Nuclear power is non-fossil fuel. That, that, could, uh, that could, in fact, give us the power we need. But they don't advocate it because it's a phony cause. That's why. I was just handed very, uh, very sad news. Rush Limbaugh has passed away. And the man was a giant uh, in the media. There's even those who loathe him would have to acknowledge he was a giant in the media. I knew Rush every time I saw him. Gave me a wonderful Cuban cigar, even though I'm not a Cuban cigar fan. But he gave me the best. They were great. And um, he was uh, he was unique. I think he was a genius in. Uh, in political analysis, I, I do that. I do believe that. He he saw what others didn't see. I can only say, with regard to his death, that his ability to broadcast till the last week, I guess, is was a gift to him and a statement, of course, of his perseverance. It was a gift to him because it means that he he didn't he didn't have a depressed, painful. And as so many people do, I hope he was uh, accompanied by a loved one or more. That's a uh, it's a major voice that uh, is gone. the The notion that the man spread hate is only accepted and believed by the left, the people who believe the left. Uh, we were on at the same time, so I didn't I, I didn't hear him often. Some days when I was off, I would hear him, and but I've I've heard him, of course. I uh, hatred. He's pre- he was a hater. His producer of all those years was was a black man. We adored. Hmm. But that's the way they label people. Well, he went out kicking, shall we say, speaking in his case. May his soul rest in peace. He he, uh, has a legendary status in in American life. Hmm. I, I wouldn't have been surprised, given his energy... He had passed away during a show. I'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 5384 800 500
The fact is, the Internet never forgets. There has never been a more important time to protect your Internet activity. That's why I urge you to get ExpressVPN. Everything you search for, watch, or click online can be tracked by big tech companies. They can then match your activity to your true identity using your device's unique IP address. When I switch to ExpressVPN with my computer or phone, my IP address is masked. Plus, you can use ExpressVPN on up to five devices simultaneously. So multiple users on your network can stay safe with a single subscription. That's why they're rated the number one VPN by CNET and Wired. Take back your online privacy with the VPN I trust at expressvpn.com slash Prager. By visiting my link, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN service for free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Prager, expressvpn.com slash Prager. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. And a major major loss due to death uh, today in the conservative world of the United States of America. Rush Limbaugh died today. Just got this news uh, 10 minutes ago. I was talking about it at the end of the last, uh, last segment. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, to a large extent, invented talk radio as we know it. There was talk radio. I was actually on talk radio before he began, I think a year or two. But the way we understand it as advocative of conservative values as an alternate to the left-wing media... This this is largely attributable to him, and it's it was a an incredibly great invention in America. I I have said to guests that I've had on the show from Europe regularly that the, I think the biggest difference between their country and ours is that we have talk radio and they do not, and they all agreed. You can't just start stations to do what you want, as you could in America. I think the left is going to try to suppress that with more and more rules. Americans have accepted, apparently, the idea that the government can control more of their life. This is the world's widespread idea. Former British Prime Minister Tony Blair advocated that there be vaccination passports that you can't go around the EU if you don't have a vaccination passport. Had this been said even five years ago, people would have thought it's totalitarian. So, he died at the age of 70, which in today's days is not an old age. And he didn't die of old age. He died of cancer which uh, he stoically endured to the end. You should read Charles Krauthammer's last, uh, another giant of conservatism. Very different approach in speech and so on, but another giant. Two giants in, in about three years. How long ago did Charles Krauthammer die? About 
about three years ago. He wrote his last column knowing he was dying. And he wrote, I'm sad I'm leaving. But I I led a, a full life for which I am so grateful. I suspect that that's what uh, Rush Limbaugh would do. Uh, would have said if he wrote the last column, but he didn't write columns, only rarely did. So, may indeed he rest in peace. I thought, I thought that the Presidential Medal of Freedom was appropriate. It certainly isn't appropriate for any New York Times writer. If the world that Rush Limbaugh envisioned existed, we would have a lot more freedom than if the world the New York Times envisioned existed. Everybody knows that that's true. Everyone listening knows it's true. There are some who will say it, and there are those who won't say it, but it is true. That's what people should ask. No, well, did you know Limbaugh said, you know, Rush, Rush said? Okay, so let's imagine the New York Times editorial board gets America the way it wants, and Rush Limbaugh got America the way he wanted. In which America would people be freer? That, my friends, is what is known as a rhetorical question. Well... It's hard to believe, you know, especially I mean, when somebody plays a role in people's lives, it's hard to believe. I was telling my wife the other day that I was, uh, what was I, 12 years old? Yeah, I was 12 years old. No, no, no. He was 63. No, no, I was 14 years old, 15 years old. I was 15 years old when John Kennedy was assassinated. And I remember... It was a subway. I was in New York, Brooklyn. There was an L, an elevated subway stop. That's the one near my house. It's about, let's see, 20, half a mile away. And I remember on Sunday, he was murdered on Friday. I remember Sunday was quite quiet. I was walking by the L, the elevated subway line, and the train came by. And I remember thinking, wow. President of the United States is shot, killed, and the trains just keep going on. It, it just—it was such a a wake-up call about things go on, and yet there there is a loss. Things—it's true. Things go on, but things go on with a loss as. Uh, I, just about all of you have experienced with the loss of a loved one in your life. The One of the great lessons is appreciate what you have and whom you have while you have it and while you have that person. That is a biggie. All right, 1-8-Prager-776. The uh, lot, lot to share with you here. 
Congressional Democrats Plan to Bail Out China, Wall Street Journal. IMF special drawing rights with no strings are the wrong way to help developing countries. A blank check would surrender accountability for how the money is used, inviting waste and corruption. This is uh, talking here about special drawing rights. It's an amazing thing. Congressional Democrats have pushed repeatedly for time-sensitive, must-pass legislation to require the International Monetary Fund to issue at least $2 trillion special drawing rights, or SDRs, to its 190 member countries, which governments could then exchange for nearly $3 trillion in hard currency to defend against the pandemic. See, I know reading this to you, a lot of your ears glaze over, and I don't blame you. There's a problem here, and that is some of the most damaging things happening are not exciting and not widely reported. But President Trump made us aware of China's threat. President Biden doesn't. All right, everybody. I'd like you to hear some gems from the current situation in America. We'll begin with the last one. Representative Sarah Jacobs, where is she from? Do you know? She calls for a, a truth commission because America needs a common narrative. California. Of California. Okay. So let's hear. This is CNN. Is over, uh, and even though one phase uh, of the Trump um, Trumpism is over, uh, you also said in an interview with the Nineteenth uh, News website this week that uh, the country needs a truth commission. What exactly would a truth commission be? So I think part of what we're seeing now is because we haven't really done the reckoning with the racial injustice and white supremacy of our past that we need to do. And so, you know, a truth commission, a lot of people will think of South Africa. We've used them in countries around the world. And basically what it is, is it's uh, communities all the way up to the national level having conversations about both the gory and the glory of our history and what happened both throughout the history of our country and leading up to and on January 6th so that we can come to a common narrative moving forward of what we want our country to be. Do you think the House and Senate leadership have the stomach for that? I think so. Look, we all were victims of this attack in addition to being the lawmakers of this country. And I know for a lot of us, this is very personal. We've had threats to our lives, threats to our homes and our families. And so I think that there are a lot of us who know that this impeachment trial was just the start of holding Donald Trump accountable, but that we need to make sure that we're doing accountability of anyone who incited, encouraged or committed acts of violence. And then really looking forward at kinds of things like truth commissions, like democracy, like institution building that we know are going to be the real fixes to what we've seen in this country. Congresswoman, thank you so much for joining me. So that, that's like Pravda having a, a an interview with a Soviet official. There's no difference, just in English, not Russian. Well, we have yeah, as I've told you so many times, I studied communist affairs Graduate school, through graduate school, learned Russian to read Pravda, the Soviet communist newspaper. And it never occurred to me 
that I would apply all of my learning to the United States. But the left is the left. It, there, there is a part of human nature that wishes to control others that has contempt for liberty. And that part is manifested in the left everywhere without, with no exception. It's not in liberals. Liberals are just weak and naive. But they believe in liberty. A truth commission, just the, just the term. There was a truth commission for two and a half years with regard to collusion between the Trump campaign and, and Russia, right? Wasn't that a truth commission? We had a special prosecutor to find the truth. So he was looking for the truth in a lie. God. <laughs> a truth commission. It'll tell you as much truth. Whenever you hear common narrative or unity, run. Today, incidentally, I was asked by a sweet uh, Jewish liberal in Los Angeles, would I dialogue with a, a group of prominent Los Angeles Jews, I live in L.A., who were on the left, on Zoom, just to try to find some common ground or at least have a dialogue. So, of course, I I jumped at the opportunity. And didn't I mention, I mentioned what I sent them? Yes, I think I did. I'm sure I did, but I'll say it again. So, one of the participants, a, a, a rabbi on the left, a woman, actually, I know, so she said, before we get together, I'd just like to send a poem by an Israeli poet, a very famous Israeli poet, Yehuda Amichai. And it, it, it was a sweet poem. Uh, I don't remember the, the theme, but uh, anyway. So I decided I would send back for the group to have something also before we get together on Zoom today. And I wrote... Uh, something to the effect, I too would like to send something, a song written by another Jew, Irving Berlin, in the days when American Jews sang songs to America. And I sent God bless America. I'll let you know tomorrow how the uh, how it went. Hey, everybody. So this, uh, this uh, Renee Jacobs, Sarah Jacobs, wants Renee Jacobs as a conductor. Just want you to know why I confused the name. <laughs> Renee Jacobs is a French male conductor. One E in the Renee. Two E's is female. One E is male, generally speaking. At least in the old days when people did, in fact infer the sex of the person from the name. Yesterday, my uh, my dear friend who sort of, if there were a producer, the, pro- the producer of the, of my commentary series on the Bible, the Rational Bibles, Joel Alperson, and he, t- he uh, emailed me that we have 
or I have surpassed 3,000 reviews for my two volumes of Genesis and Exodus. This is a lot of reviews. Something like 95% five stars. So I read many because they, they touch me, the way in which what I wrote has touched people's lives for the better. Then a guy writes in, of course, there's always a negative, so the, I came across the negative. And he writes, Dennis Prager is a cultural warrior. And give you an example, he writes about pronouns. Uh, he takes his battle on pronouns and God. Uh, They're sick. A lot of people on the left are sick. Not liberal left, always make the distinction. They literally can't even read a Bible commentary, but knowing I am the author of it, they must find politics. I wrote an essay, a very important essay, in the beginning of Genesis. Why is God depicted as male? Wouldn't you think anybody, even a leftist, would find that an interesting subject? Wouldn't you think even a leftist would want to discuss that? They might say it's because of patriarchy or sexism. But everybody would want to read an essay. I have a lot of essays in the commentary on that subject. Why is God depicted as a he? Why not interchangeably with she? Why not it? But this reviewer found this. So this is not a commentary. This is Prager's cultural culture war. Now, as you probably know, I am as little affected by antagonism as a human can be. But it, it, it I find it instructive. That's why I read this stuff. Anyway, for those of you who wrote reviews of my Bible commentary, I just submitted Deuteronomy. The thir- it's the fifth volume, but it's, it's the third of my series. 200 Laws. It, was, I, it turned out to be the toughest of the books. Genesis is largely stories. Exodus is story and law. And Deuteronomy is law. A lot of them completely inaccessible to the uh, to the average reader, and my task was to to explain it. It's called the Rational Bible, and it's uh, I only mention it because of the the review that struck me. We should have a truth commission. Is what this this is all went from Renee Jacobs. <laughs> That was truly uh, free free thinking. Sarah Jacobs, Truth Commission. I I I know the left. I know it really well, really well. It's totalitarian. I've always said it. Ninety percent of people hearing me say it, it didn't mean a thing, and I knew it. I I deal well with frustration. (laughs) I do. My expectations of humanity are very low, and I say things that I know are true, and I know that most people hearing them don't, don't understand that. When I would say 
20 years ago, every leftist is a totalitarian. It sounded, it either bounced off people's ears or it sounded hyperbolic. There is no such thing as a non-totalitarian leftist. There are non-totalitarian liberals. The left wants to control everything. How you speak, how you think, where you travel, when you travel, when you leave your house. Do you understand? That's happening. But people accept it because today it's in the name of safety. The American people have lost their love of liberty. In the name of safety, we have crushed kids, crushed addicts, crushed students who were older than just little kids. Safety. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. I want to read to you Dennis Prager here, a good friend of mine and a fighter. One of the leading pastors in the country, Jack Hibbs. And uh, honored to count him as a close friend. He sent me a quote from Justice Antonin Scalia, which I'd like to read to you. God assumed from the beginning that the wise of the world would view Christians as fools, and he has not been disappointed. Devout Christians are destined to be regarded as fools in modern society. We must pray for courage to endure the scorn of the sophisticated world. If I have brought any message today, it is this. Have the courage to have your wisdom regarded as stupidity. Be fools for Christ and have the courage to suffer the contempt of the sophisticated world. He understood things. He understood the left. By the way, I'm not a Christian. I'm a Jew. Big, big believer in Judeo-Christian values. Big supporter of conservative Christians who are the last best hope of this country. And this could have, this could have, you could have substituted here religious Jews uh, for Christians, just as uh, just as readily. But there are far more Christians, and it's apt that I read it to you as it was written. It corresponds with my, the topic of my was it my last hour yesterday, or the second hour, and which bled into the third hour, the ultimate issues hour. It's, first of all, the bad hate the good is a rule of life. And secondly, it's it's the, the only people who have saved civilization to the extent that it's been saved has always been a minority. The herd is, is just about always wrong. The left is composed of a herd and herdsmen. That's the key, the, the herdsmen. The people leading the herd. Some somebody wrote me a very angry letter. Periodically, I respond. Oh yes, he said I was a liar. So I said I'll give a hundred dollars 
He was a Jewish guy. I said, I mean, mentioned that he's a member of a synagogue. I said, I'll give $100 to your synagogue for every lie you can find in my thousand articles on the Internet and thousands of hours of speeches and, uh, and, and radio show. He wrote back, don't write again. 